The primary election is almost here. Vote centers will be open May 7th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Make your vote count. Visit vote.indy.gov for more information. This message was paid for by the Marion County Election Board. Good Wednesday morning to you again. If you are just waking up and you have a flight this morning, you are going to be delayed. The FAA delaying all domestic flights until at minimum 9 a.m. due to Eastern time, due to a computer outage, essentially. I mean, we can get it's more specific than that, but that's the easiest way to say it. So um, certainly wish everybody the best, but be aware of that this morning. Uh, we do not need a plane, but rather simply the phone lines to go up north to our friends in Detroit. Joining us now on the Payless Slickers Hotline to talk about not only the Colts, well, almost entirely the Colts uh, coaching search, which has a couple of tentacles throughout the reaching out throughout the Detroit area. Dave Burkett, a Michigan Sports Writer of the Year from the Detroit Free Press, joins us right now on the program. Dave, good morning to you. Thanks for getting up early and joining us this morning. Yeah, no problem. How are you? Uh, we are doing well, thanks. I, and, you know, obviously around here and, you know, listen, if you cover the Lions, you're no stranger to this, just the the off-seasons of question marks, which for Indianapolis is obviously, um, you know, I think a little bit unique. Last couple of years it's been a little bit more common. But the Colts reaching out and saying, you know, after the Lions had a really good year, obviously, that they would like to talk to both coordinators, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, the Colts would like to interview. Um, Let's begin with this. Did that surprise you at all when you heard that news? No, because I think the Lions have um, two pretty good and respected coordinators. I mean, you're right. Historically, it seems like that never happens. I mean, uh, for your for your listeners, the uh, the last time a Lions assistant has gone on to become a head coach of another team was Chuck Knox in the 1970s. So mm. tells you how how long it's been. But look, um, you know Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, really good reputation and and what he did. Young guy, obviously, and only one year at it. But I think everyone across the league is sort of amazed at um, you know the work that he did with. With Jared Goff in this Lions offense this year to make it one of the highest scoring units in the league, and then Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, you know he had a couple job interviews last year uh, with with the Denver Broncos and, and New Orleans Saints, and um, so even though the Lions defense wasn't great this year, uh, no one would 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 try and convince you otherwise. Uh, you know I think he has a pretty strong reputation as uh, you know a leader and and a people person. And he's Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. We're getting to know a couple of the Colts' potential interview candidates here on 93.5107.5 The Fan. Let's go back to Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. He's only been doing it for, I guess, a little over a year. I believe he took over play-calling duties um, late in 2021. When I have re- read up on him, I almost get a feel, Dave, and I don't know how well you know his story, but a little bit of like a Brad Stevens feel of like an extremely bright individual you know, was a walk-on in college, you know, computer engineering, all of that. Um, and it almost seems like he's just kind of a brainiac running the show up there offensively. No, I think that's that's very much the case. I mean, you know, I wrote about him when he got the, the job here in, in February, he was promoted from tight ends coach, um, and everyone sort of knew it was coming. But, you know, the guy got, like, almost a perfect score on his SAT and on the math portion of it, you know, and he, he was a double major in college. And so there's there's a lot of uh, – I mean, he's a very intelligent person. And, you know, I think that comes through in the way that he, you know, sees and calls plays and, and sees things develop. And, 
um, you know, maybe the, the, the creativity and ingenuity that he has with just some of the, the motions and shifts and, and doing things that really have become a staple of some of the, the most high-powered offenses in, in the league. You know, he did a really good job of of taking advantage or, or using all these Lions players to their strengths. And, you know, I know every coach says they want to do that, but, but sometimes that's lip service. So, um, you know, I, I don't think you find anyone in this Lions organization or Lions locker room that wasn't impressed with the, the job that Ben did this year. Hell, we saw Mice the game going deep into the playbook there on Sunday night uh, at Lambeau. And then Aaron Glenn, um, I think Colts fans know the name. I mean, certainly he's been involved AFC East, AFC South as a player. And like you said, he got pretty deep, I think, in talks with the New Orleans Saints last year to be their head coach. Um, it seems like his biggest strength is probably, you know, kind of that fiery demeanor and his personality. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, look, it's when Dan Campbell put the Lions staff together, you know, a lot of people talked about all the ex-players on the staff and, and how they would relate to, you know, the current players and, and what that meant, you know, the, the way they understood players and would take care of them, but yet, you know, be able to push them. And, and I think that's kind of who Aaron is, is that, you know, he's a guy who, who pushes the right buttons uh, with his players. You know, he, he doesn't pull any punches. Uh, you know, he's, he's pretty pretty blunt with them. Um, you know, as a play caller, he's he's very aggressive. Um, you know, I think if you look at what the Lions have done these these last two years, again, the, the numbers haven't been great, and some of that is personnel. I mean, they started four rookies on defense at, at times this year, but um, you know, Aaron's a guy who likes to bring the house and blitz. And and when they were struggling early on, you know, they they decided they had to scale things back a little bit, and they went pretty basic on, on first and second down to let some of those young guys sort of catch their breath and understand what was going on. Um, and then, you know, they, they kept things exotic or, or kept doing some different things on, on third downs, bringing pressures like, like Aaron likes to do. And, and then as those, you know, that the young guys seemed to, to catch up to that, then they, they started mixing some of them back in on early downs. So, yeah, Aaron is definitely known as, as a people person, a, a player's coach, but um, not in a soft way. You know, he just doesn't sugarcoat things. And, and guys definitely liked him and, and the attitude that he brought to that defense. Dave Burkett is our guest. He's on the Payless Liquors Hotline. He is with the Detroit Free Press. Dave, as we talk about these coordinators, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, the Lions, you know, the job that Dan Campbell did this year, and we think from a Colts standpoint of kind of lasering in as candidates there, any chance this is all a moot point because it's actually in Ann Arbor where the Colts are going to find their guy? What are the odds that Jim Harbaugh does go to the NFL? And if so, do you believe – that Indianapolis would be of intrigue for him. Yeah, I mean, that's a tricky one because, um, look, I, I think on some level Jim definitely wants to go back to the NFL. And, and look, I'll be the first to say I do not know Jim or, or you know his people, so this is sort of me reading the tea leaves and, and just um, you know being around Michigan and kind of knowing him a little bit. But he uh, – uh, from afar, that is. But he uh, – you know, I, I think there's an intrigue about, you know, wanting to make a run at the Super Bowl and being in the best league possible and, and um, you know, getting away from NIL and, you know, recruiting and all, all those things. Uh, so that's, you know, that part of it makes me believe that, yeah, that, that could be possible. But, you know, the, the backstory is that, you know, Michigan took some money away from him a couple of years ago too. And I, I can't imagine that felt well with him. And then, you know, they gave it back and, you know, uh, you know, he spread it out to his coordinators and he's still, you know, compared to some other colleges, college coaches, you know, underpaid. And, and so maybe there's a little bit of a financial thing here. Um, 
you know, and, and I, I look at some of the reports, and again, this is, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of this, but, you know, if you really want a job, right, and maybe, you know, the Denver or somebody wants you to come in person to interview and, and you do it over phone and it's just sort of a get-to-know-you session at first, I don't know, if you really want that job, don't you, you know, drop what you're doing to, to go do it in person? Yeah, and I thought about the that. one that's reaching out to Carolina and that Carolina's reaching out to you, you know, the, the weeks in advance of talking there. Like, so I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. Some of these tea leaves are giving me mixed signals, I guess. Um, but just, just to, on the Colts, like, I would think the Colts would be because he has ties to Indy and he played there. And I would think in the organization itself, right? I mean, you look at the pieces. I would think that would be – one of the most attractive of these jobs. The only the only thing that might, um, you know, I guess give Jim pause or that might not make it a fit is, you know, if Jim leaves Michigan, he, he probably needs a lot of power, and Chris Ballard isn't going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know that that would be the right fit ultimately for him to make the jump if he doesn't have the power that he needs, um, sort of like he does at Michigan. Dave, final one from me. And again, Dave Burkett's with us. You guys heard him back on with us around uh, training camp when the Lions came down here for the joint practices. So, you know, Chris Boward got a look at Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, you know, kind of firsthand up close at those joint practices. We know he interviewed Dan Campbell back after Josh McDaniels, you know, turned his back on the altar um, to the Colts in, in 2018. How would you describe Johnson and Glenn and their personalities compared to Campbell? <laughs> Dan is about as fire as they get, right? I mean, look, Dan has just a way of like everyone gravitates towards him and responds to him, and and you know certainly you know um, I, I think you know really connects with him, and and I I think the same can be said for for some of his assistants, and in fact, you know I I was thinking about this. Somebody um, had asked Dan at his, or I'm sorry, Brad Holmes, the Lions center manager, at his his end of season news conference yesterday about like. You know, Dan's this, this risk-taking guy, right? He's got these gambles where he goes forward on fourth down, and you know, he he does some things maybe that are a little unconventional. And, and they asked Brad, you know, is that you too? Like, is that a staple of sort of this regime? You know, because Brad Holmes traded T.J. Hawkinson middle of the season, and he traded up to get Jamison Williams. And I, I think some of that applies to those coordinators as well. Like, you look at the play calls, and Dan has to sign off on it. But you know, you referenced early on the, you know, the. Uh, the hook and lateral with, with you know, the game basically on the line, a chance to, to clinch the game. And what do they run on, you know, second and 17? They, they throw a little slot, you know, pass and, and run a, a hook and ladder to, to DeAndre Swift, you know, and going forward on fourth down all the, all the times to, to clinch games. So I think, and, and Aaron Glenn's blitzing for that matter. So I, I think there's a lot of similarities between Dan um, and both coaches. And look, Dan probably doesn't get enough credit for, you know, how intelligent he is. And, and we talked about that with Ben, certainly that I think that's a staple of, um, you know, the hours that these guys put in and, and some of the things that they do. Um, I, I think there's there's a lot of similarities, even though they may not quite be as fiery as Dan. I think there's a lot of similarities between Dan and, and both of those coaches. You know, it's interesting to me, Dave, a buddy of mine who's a Lions fan was like, man, I really hope they can hold on to Ben Johnson because he's been promising and he's young, 36 years old, as yep. you talked about. Uh, he probably needs to resign himself to the fact that he's not going to be around long, right? Because if it's not Indianapolis, it feels like he's kind of a bright rising star. You know, um, I had this discussion with many people over the course of the season when we read, hey, Ben could be a candidate for a job this year. And people say, nah, this is his first year. You know, he's 36. Like, what has he proven? And, well, 
you go back and you look at the history of offensive coaches and some of the hires. Zach Taylor was was well, he had one year as an offensive coordinator and he barely called play. I mean, didn't call plays. He was with Sean McVay, right? Sean McVay uh, even didn't have much experience, you know, calling plays. And Sean McVay, if I'm not mistaken, came from a tight end spot like like Ben did, where he was involved in both the pass and run game. Um, you know, so there's 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 other people that have. Um, really gone that route of being a bright young offensive mind when you know teams don't want to pass on that guy because they think they may have the next Sean McVay and they want to, especially when you you could be working with a young quarterback, they want that person in place. So there aren't a lot of jobs open. I'm not sure Ben's going to get one now. I think there's you know probably a decent chance that he does. He's going to interview really well, but if it doesn't happen this year, it, it's probably going to happen next year. Dave, terrific stuff. Again, a couple of guys on the Colts list, so it was uh, enjoyable getting a little bit more insight into both of them. Uh, Thanks for waking up with us early and uh, hopping on. No problem. We'll talk to you guys again.